And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Prodigals Podcast. I'm Mark, and I'm joined by Alan and hey. two special guests. Very special. Very special. We have Jenna, my wife. Hey, hey. And Jeline. Jeline. My wife. Hello. Alan's wife. My um, wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome, and thank you for joining us Woo-hoo. once again. So, what are we talking about, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> straight up. I mean, okay, so. Straight up, man. Straight up. Okay, so, I mean, I've been paying. I mean, I'd like to think that I pay attention to the news a lot. And there's there's stuff that's happening, um, you know, by the, you know, at the, at the moment of the, our, our taping that has happened, you know, the past couple of days, past couple of weeks. Um, for one, we have seen the the U.S. Army or forces pull out of Afghanistan and the Taliban sort of taking over Afghanistan. Man. Um, and you know they're 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 they're, years? they're yeah it's been a while work. and so years. they've they've Billions taken over back over their their all their country investment. yeah oh, all no. that investment uh, by the U.S. Um, you know country mm-hmm. and. So they've taken it back, and uh, they wanted to project a more, you know, um, world-friendly view of them, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, and so things like um, like uh, women in leadership positions, le- women in in um, teaching in in authority, right? That they would give sort of leeway to, amongst other things. Uh, and there are some reports that that's not exactly happening um, no. now, um, you know, because they rule under, and they've said this, that they rule under Sharia law. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, what is that exactly? We'll get into that. Well, actually, we won't. I mean, it's not, it, that's, that's not exactly <laughs> important to what we do. Oh, All okay. we know is that Sharia, okay, so what we understand is that Sharia law is sort of the religious um, laws under you know under their um, under the Quran that they take okay. to govern right and to and in- interact each day right okay. it's like the maybe the mosaic law oh. Judaic law Got kind it. of thing right Got it. Uh, and so you know that's that plus sort of like the elections that happened with you know we're in Canada so we've had that uh, Germany just finished their their elections and it's a new sort of party right they've got their conservatives coming in um you know and even though we don't have our conservatives in canada didn't didn't take power you know that's still you know though it's still a thing for our our election um and then of course what's happening in the what's happening in the u.s where there's really this sort of I, 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 i guess the best way i could put it is like unrest Mm. Right. And there seems to be, um, you know, Christians uh, being pulled into the uh, into the political sphere of that or or aligning themselves to the political sphere. And so I thought that maybe we want to explore sort of this aspect of what has I mean, where does our belief system, you know, us as Christians, how does that affect, um, or how are we affected by um, sort of the, the things that are going on in the social sphere, in the political sphere, maybe not so much, but at least, you know, in the secular sphere, how they interact with one another. And the one sort of like thing that came to mind was this idea of separation of church and state, mm-hmm. right? It's been a while since I've talked about this. And so it just thought, I just thought that maybe 
with all that's happening, that would give us credence to actually, you know, revisit or visit this this topic. And so, so in this episode of Table Talks, we'll be discussing how church and state relate. Okay, um, so given, you know, the context that, it, that we just talked about, right, um, we live, where we are right now, we live in a fairly progressive country where um, we started out as a Christian nation, but that, that sort of like moved off to be inclusive of all types of, mm-hmm. of belief systems, right? Um, and I think we've benefited from that in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And having sort of like this, sort of like the political, you know, what's happening in the U.S., what's happening, what happened over our elections, if the conservatives had won. Because when I say conservatives and when we're talking also about Republicans, it's almost like the evangelicals, the Protestants that are coming out um, have aligned themselves more to – Republicans? Conservative. Yeah, they they publicly more come down and say, okay, if you're they they equate one to another, right? Mm -hmm. And um you know, you have you have Christians on both sides, whether it's liberal and conservative or Democrat and and Republican, you have you still have Christians on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um but I thought, you know, an interesting question would be, you know, what hap what would happen if we had got what if we go back to being a strictly Christian nation and much more so what if we what would happen if we went to a full-blown theocracy right and theocracy is just a word that says that you know the governance of a country is led by a God, God. <laughs> a God I'm so down for theocracy <laughs> if that's what <laughs> if the theocracy we're talking about is ancient Israel, like mm. from the time of Moses to, mm-hmm. I guess, when it ended, like judges or before, just before the first king, uh, King Saul. Be- just because, you know, it was much clearer how God would want us to live. And of course, there's going to be, and this is just my personal opinion, <laughs> there's going there's gonna to be, uh, you know, corrupt officials, corrupt priests, corrupt pastors, maybe, mm-hmm. um, corrupt people. But God was always speaking through prophets. Mm-hmm. And we always knew through the prophets and people were able to hear God through the voices of the prophets. And so for me, because it's been so long in the history of the world that God has spoken clearly. Mm. So I, I was... I. Just want to say, like, I go back to theocracy, <laughs> but in terms, of, in terms of a Christian nation, without the guidance, without of, the guidance of, of God, prophets and the guidance, guidance of, of God. Prophet, but like, yeah. I mean, you know, we have our we have the, we have our scriptures. You know, we have our scholars that you know help us to try to interpret what it is. You know, what the Bible is saying to us, um, but no divine revelation apart from. You know, from the Bible itself. Like, um, before I can really think about how I feel about that, um, how how would um, non-Christians be dealt, dealt with? with in our country? Well, that's the thing. Like, what would <laughs> what do you think would happen if we became a purely Christian nation? I mean, I, I love the idea, but I don't like the idea of not giving people a choice. And if they were given that choice and they choose differently, um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, I want to give them that choice. Sure. Because... If we think about like the real definition of a Christian is to be a Christ follower, and Jesus never forces himself on anyone, so yeah, I struggle with that. Like I, I, I love to think of of you know living in a world where you know we all believe in God, and um, 
and we strive to be followers of Christ. But, you know, if, if, I don't know, if, if, if someone who chooses differently will be um, persecuted for it, I honestly don't know how I feel about that. And maybe it's wrong for me to have compassion for that. I, but I do. No, for sure. Beca- because they, everybody has to have a choice. That's the nature of the gospel. That's yeah. the essence of the gospel. Yeah. It's a choice. And I think, um, yeah, just to add on to that, that idea of a Christianized nation was never meant to happen on earth. Mm. Because if it was, Jesus would have established it when he came. And he didn't. Instead, he established the kingdom of heaven because it was impossible to do that here. Um, Mm. There's just such a great lure of power, and we see it Mm. over and over again. Governments taking what they say they think or believe or manipulate what God says into what they want to happen. And so, yeah, definitely not. Um, it goes against also the, the essence of the gospel <laughs> and choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would like to think, going back to what you, what Jal said, is that, you know, I, I would like to think as Christians, we would have, <laughs> you know, a better sort of treatment to others that didn't necessarily agree with what I mean. Yes, there was the promised land, but you know the Bible also talks about the foreigner and the stranger within your gates, mm-hmm. right? and, and that gives the impression that maybe they weren't fully bought into you know the the Judeo Christian God, right? And so it seems like that you know there there was there. I mean, yes, God kind of like brought Israel into the promised land and kicked out like the Canaanites, the Jebusites and all those guys, uh, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, in, in godlike fashion, but the idea that there's all, there were also people that, that were there with them. Um, but let's take a step back. Cause like, I feel like we've gotten really deep, really heavy, like really quick. <laughs> if we were to become a Christian nation, would there be some things that you kind of, even though it would be great for us Christians that maybe we'd miss and then maybe we would sort of lose. Hmm. Um, maybe um, would there be things that either you or those around you might miss or be upset with losing or doing? For example, you're required to go to church. Like you have to go to church. Hmm. For example. Like what other things that you do or would have to do or wouldn't or you can't do anymore because we're Christian that you would you or other people that you know might miss. So don't don't feel like you're outing yourself <laughs> on things that you do. Right? I, I think uh some people would miss clubbing <laughs> or like bars. Um and it depends if there's curfew, I guess. They might miss going out late at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would we have half the movies that we... Oh, that too. See? No more Sanchi. <laughs> no more uh, Squid Game. <laughs> Free guy. Be censored. Yeah, uh, definitely movies and TV mm-hmm. shows with... Songs. 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 There'd be some yeah. songs that some people would miss. That okay. would definitely be censored or not um, be allowed. I guess what I would not like about that idea would be to just the idea of regulated yeah. Christianity or how should you look like when going to church, which we experience now, right? Even though it's a free country or it's a free your society, it's free world. When, when speaking about Christianity and being in that bubble, you are required, sort of like kind of regulated when you. So go you to think church. it would be more mandated? Yeah. It'd be so there's mandated. no way it could be less. Like, yeah. like okay, skirts so- all the way to the ankles, man. <laughs> Below the Whoa, knee. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I could explain. down to I, the shin, <laughs> not a sin. Yeah. That's- uh, yeah um, I could. I could picture that. Mm. Um, Speaking from experience, you had to wear a skirt 
down to your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to wear a skirt. <laughs> it's measured. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can't go to church in jeans, or it has to be formal. Depending on whether who gets elected, I guess, as the leader, whether it's yeah. a liberal Christian right. or <laughs> conservative <laughs> Christian. Uh, yeah, it's just like the idea of regulated faith or regulated Christianity is like so foul for me. Yeah, I, um, yeah, that's, that's tough. I think, I I think when you start to say you must do this, you know, I I just feel like the um, reaction to that is always a rebellion. Um, Especially, I think, you know, for, for the younger generations, I think once you start to say you must go to church, you must wear a skirt down to your ankles, you must, all of these things, right? Um, and, 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 and I, I, if we're actually going to that degree, because what I find now is that um, more and more um, we're teaching our kids or younger generations to think more along the lines of your relationship with Christ, right? Um, and 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 then grow that, and so that they would have their own kind of, um, not conscience, but that that relationship with Christ, where He would be able to speak with them directly in in the way they live their lives, um, and not so much be nope, you know, you can be a grown adult, <laughs> but you still have to, you know, you have to be at Sabbath school at nine o'clock with like a a tie and a suit, right? And I don't know. It's just where some people that would not be an issue. Maybe some people it would be, you know? I don't know. Okay. Well, what if we switched it? So what if we became a country of a different religion? Like what if, so in Canada, one of our, one of our leaders uh, is a Sikh. And I'm, I'm not saying that he would, like he's, he would change everything so that things are, are, or Sikh, uh, but what if we became a different religion? Uh, uh, sorry, what if we became a country that had uh, a different uh, a different state religion? State religion, right? Like Taoism or Hinduism, or so, what if we were just like stri- what if we were strictly atheist? And, you know, they said, look, um, it seems that everybody, like, really hates going to work on Mondays. So we're going to give Mondays Mondays off, off, but you got to work Saturdays and Sundays. But now people are going to hate Tuesdays. (laughs) 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 It's just whatever week you begin the week. Whatever day you begin the week, that's what people are going to hate. But anyways, um, I think my answer to that would be... Like, I would say I'd sort of welcome it because Christians will finally see Mm. how privileged they were or how privileged they are today. And that when they cry persecution, that it's not really persecution. In the West. In the West. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they'd see how Christians. The other side of the world. Yeah, how Christianity and the other side of the world really live um that's one plus that i would see is just like christians would probably open their eyes and see how just how privileged we are and how sort of spoiled mm-hmm. we are that like one little thing that goes against us that you know that we don't like we cry oh it's where's my freedom yeah. or my freedom, freedom is of religion being infringed um, on yeah, so I'd <laughs> I'd welcome that to be honest. I would definitely be going underground, <laughs> um, just because. But you lived it. Well, yeah, I yeah, that's true enough. In 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 the Middle East, um, we lived in Jeddah for about almost four years, and I mean, mind you, my sister and I were really young, so um, we kind of just went with it. <laughs> But um, so there was a group of 
uh, Seventh-day Adventist believers. And it was because we were the youngest in the group. It was always our birthday. So we always had a cake <laughs> and lots of food. Well, cake every week. Yeah. And then um, we would like switch locations. Um, and then our, the hymns are written in curtains. On the curtains. On the curtains. Wow. Um, I forget now what the plan was if someone were to knock, other than obviously us being the birthday celebrants. I don't know what they would do with the with the the curtains with the hymns um i'm trying to remember i think they even had those those egg things to to block the sound the sound um because what would happen if they well if um if the um the police the religious police ever caught us then obviously we would be uh I don't know. But the worst would be persecuted. <laughs> you know, it would be like executed. So, um, or, you know, I guess not the worst case scenario, you would be deported, right? It, de- it really depends how much your country will fight for you. Um, but I, I remember there was one time, wanted, one of my fondest memories were when it wasn't just the Adventist church, but um, all the different denominations would spend Christmas together. And Ooh. yeah, and um, so I don't know how this come about. Um, so there's a lot of obviously Filipino nurses and we would always <laughs> get like, we would celebrate it at the very top of the hospital roof. Ooh. So like the noise, none of that will be an issue. And I'm guessing everybody knew about it and they would just kind of keep it hush, right? But it's like one of my fondest memories because it's just, we'd play games, we'd sing hymns, we'd worship together. There was no division. And then we, uh, after worship, we would like just play games until like all kinds of time in the morning. I mean, it's really windy. There are times it's really windy. You're in the rooftop. Like, it's like how many floors up? Uh, but that was like for a little kid that was like, wow, this is so cool. Um, of course, not realizing also the, the danger of it. Um, and I, I don't remember timelines, but I know there was a time where um, there were raids. Um, our group never got raided, but other denominations did get raided, other groups. And so that was a scary time for us because you kind of felt... Um, you kind of, you know, even as a child, you felt the tension um, within the group. Um, we were really careful. Um, and there, I remember there are even times when we're walking to someone else's apartment, because sometimes, a lot of times it's in our apartment. Um, we would like just not so loud, you know. We always, I was always shushed because I'm, I'm like a Chloe, so free-spirited and it's like shh, quiet um but yeah like i i uh as a kid i didn't really i didn't really um grasp the danger that we were in and how much you know we risked um just to worship and um of course as a grown-up now and, you know, hearing about things, it, it really, it kind of like, oh, wow, you know. But it was, it was actually, um, when I look back, something about not being allowed to worship God freely and you fight for it more. It's like, it's, it's just different. Like, it's just yeah. more profound, I think. Mm-hmm. I think... I think history and the Bible shows that the more persecuted the Christian church is, mm. the the larger it grew and the more prosperous it got. So I think yeah, that's like true. that's also one of the reasons that I would welcome like being a minority religion <laughs> or maybe being a persecuted religion is because that's the time when God's name is spread yeah. and the gospel is spread like people would have more urgency to fight for the gospel and mm-hmm. to spread 
the 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 good news, right? It strips you all the way down. Like yeah. it strips all the other things down way down yeah. and it's just that choice, you know. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah, was that the same for you somewhat did you have that kind of vibe when you went off to Asia? <laughs> and so I have to say Asia because yeah, there think, is I think Mark has or you know, Mark was saying that the the church um thrives when they're persecuted. And I think the key to that is um, Christians who are in that kind of environment know what the gospel really means and know what it means to live and give everything for Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, it thrives because they know exactly what they're going to give up and what they're living for. And that's... um, that's attractive, like when people are passionate and, and know exactly what they want. So, yeah, I definitely did see that. And um, I, I, de- I wouldn't welcome, you know, another, uh, how did you put it? Another another state religion. State religion um, because of the dangers and the persecution. We should, I think we should push for pluralism, like a, that kind mm-hmm. of government. But um, but God definitely works in, in, yeah. in those because it, I mean, it, it's also when in free in a free country, um, and, and in your own faith that you you're stronger when there's pressure on you, right? So you gain muscle when mm. you work out because the pressure is there, and mm. your faith gets stronger. And so that's just the way it is with wow. faith. And great analogy. Yeah, I also think that you know with sort of Giles experience and your experience when you're being persecuted and we see that in in the bible i i i have this notion that you know the value of the gospel is just clarified for you that much more like it means something like like here in in the west we you know it's part of our everyday life for for many of us and so maybe we take it for granted and we don't necessarily take account of its true full value upon our lives you know, like as they always say, you don't know what you have until it's gone mm-hmm. or it's being taken or it's trying to be taken away from you. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then that's in that sense, the value of the gospel on your life is therefore clarified. It's clear. It's clearer in that in those situations. Right. Because it's, it's something. Yeah. It's something that you want to hold on to. And, and you know, if somebody's willing, if, if it's valuable enough for somebody to, to take it away from you, to try to take it away from you, it's valuable enough for you to fight for it. And I think in hindsight, um, when I was older, um, looking back, I'm, that that really made an impact on me. That knowing that the these adults risked everything, like they they risked their 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 safety and their lives because they wanted to worship God. And you know, to a kid, that kind of says something. You know, like. I mean, obviously, I didn't think of it then, but when I was a teenager, I thought about it, and it's just like, wow, you would, you would do that for God, you know? And, and so that made me think about who God is and why He was so important to mm. all this adults. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, in a lot of those places, to be, to choose Jesus is to forsake your family and mm-hmm. your friends and your upbringing and your values and your every, you know, your society. So that's a big deal. And so like, you know, you were saying it clarifies what the gospel really means. And then also there's no choice to be lukewarm, right? It's like either hot or cold. And you have no time to lollygag. Yeah. Because your life like depends on it, which is what the gospel is saying. Even though we don't live that way here in North America, it is a life and death situation. But it's amazing how, how the gospel spreads Mm -hmm. in those countries. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's amazing. Really is. Makes me jealous because it's like, whoa. And here we have all this freedom and just feels like it's not spreading fast enough. I mean, is it because we have this freedom, you know, and it it isn't, you know, well, I guess not spreading fast enough, as you say, you know, um, should we then not have, like, I I know that Jenna said we probably should have more of a pluralistic society. Um, So is it a good idea that we separate? 
right? Going back to the, the original question, you know, or the original topic, you know, should we separate our religious life from, you know, our our political sort of like yeah. aspirations and and wants because that sort of seems like the thing for us to do we want to vote for the people that best reflect our our values um but it seems like now there's there's the you know the the christian sort of values that are are being drawn into some of the policies that are putting out um or at least being talked about being put up hmm. right should we keep them separate? Because as as we've talked about, you know, there there are some benefits, or at least some silver linings to when you have a state, when you have a state religion being such a central aspect of, you know, how you live in a country. Right, the crystallization of your faith. Is it then better to have that sort of? Situation, because I don't know if it's been that great that history has treated us that well, you know, when you did have one. And, and you know, when we, when we talk about the Christian roots, we, we first talk about Constantine, hmm. right? Emperor Constantine then switches over to um, state religion to Christianity, mm-hmm. right? And that was a great thing because, hey, Christians aren't persecuted anymore, but inside of that... There is some, yeah, there is yeah. some compromises that came in, right? Yeah. And so if I'm Satan and I'm looking at this and I said, okay, I can't beat it out of the Christians, maybe I can convince them out by like having other people mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Right? I don't think you can, like, you can never fully separate them, right? So, like, for example, I would say Canada is mostly pluralistic, but, you know, for example, issues of abortion or um, education, what they teach in schools, that bleeds into faith and what you believe and where you stand. Mm -hmm. However, you have to be realistic that platforms, political platforms, will say what you want to hear and will also stand, like, one platform can be for abortion, but then be against... um, Uh, refugees or something so you know it's a mixed bag and Mm -hmm. and i don't think we can have like complete separation because that looks like like a complete divide you can't have it i guess is what i'm saying you can't have a complete divide well i mean for even just for christians i don't think you can because you know what the bible tells us and and how jesus you know teaches us there are a lot of things that we see in everyday life that we um, that we get reminded of the kingdom of God, the economy of the kingdom of God. And so a lot of it has to deal with how do we live our life in this world? Yeah. And so I guess, you know, part of the point here is that you're never going to separate really truly this idea of your religious life and your social life. Right? Are too different? No. Are too different, right? Um, but in terms of like how we govern this country, right? Hmm. We, sh- I don't know. Even well- as uh, even as a leadership in the government, you would still. Well, how has history t- treated us that way? Right. How has this, I mean, when we look back at say like the Middle Ages, right? When you had, I don't know, um, who did we have in, in like? Because in Europe, where we kind of like initially, grew- it was just. The Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. That was the predominant religion. Yeah. Um, Well, that's how, like, they all had that. They would conquer. um, And, but then, um, who was it? Somewhere along the way we split into the Protestantism, right? Reformation. And it wasn't even. By the way, in in in. in by the way, Hall- Halloween's coming up soon. Reformation, our Reformation Day. Day special coming <laughs> up. Um, it wasn't even a, a religious reason why England became a Protestant church. It was more a king decided he wanted another wife, and you know that enabled him to. Which one is that? 
Isn't it Henry VIII? I'm not sure. With uh, how many wives? So anyway, um, so it's interesting. It's like <laughs> we're talking about religion here, but I think leaders, there's always motives that come with. And that's part of human life. It's part of our sinful nature. Um, and, you know, the wars between Protestants and the Christians and, you know, um, um, like in Scotland and in England and Ireland and, and all of that. And then in, in Spain, it's more, it's more Roman Catholic. And so it's, um, I don't know, like all of this, so many people died because of this conflict, right? Um, I, I'm actually trying to remember where in history was it okay to kind of intermingle because it took a long time, many, 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 many years. Yeah. Of just division between the two religion. And I think um, when um, Europe, the whole new world, they were escaping. Um, yes, and that's how we, yeah, and that's how that's America, how America and Canada became a Christian nation. You had people fleeing and they wanted their freedom to believe what right. they were going to believe. Yeah. Right. But even then, it wasn't that great because you got Protestants that were that were fleeing mm -hmm. and there was this one sort of Catholic colony that they all had to congregate <laughs> to because they weren't accepted by the Protestants, right? I don't know if that was Rhode uh, Island or Maine or, or one of the smaller ones, yeah. right? But even then, um, yeah. So, okay, so it's been pretty and, Sorry, good. going back on that, and, and because of, of their beliefs, that's how they govern themselves, right? Going back into... Um, state and religion back then there was no there was no division i guess because you're they lived on the moral code right but now it seems like there's a difference between the moral code and and religion right there's i i don't know so i i think that you can <laughs> does it sound bad that you can be a christian but not have the moral code of a christian or you can call yourself Christian, I should say, but not have the moral code as a Christian. You know, because I, I really struggle with people who are politically in everybody's face, calls themselves a Christian, but don't even try to have <laughs> the lifestyle of a Christian. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, if you're going to be a public figure, you have to try to live. A, that you know a christian uh, a person with christian values and and you know where you 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 like you're accountable to god mm -hmm. right um so yeah let's take a step back for a second so i, I want to say that all of us here are raptors fans sorry apologies to those that aren't Raptors. Uh, that are listening. Let's go Raptors. <laughs> this Ethan is actually North. a Raptors podcast. podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Plenty and to, Raptors yeah. Joy. But the hypothetical question that I have for you is what if you are banned by the state from being a Raptors fan or whatever basketball fan have you? Like you couldn't be that way. You couldn't cheer for your team. You couldn't that you're cheer for the for team. Right you couldn't show it in your home. Can't wear paraphernalia. Pretend you know. that you're cheering for their other team, but really like cheering for real Raptors. Yeah. Um, I would go in the washroom and wear my Raptors shirt. Be like, <laughs> stream. Use my <laughs> VPN. <laughs> go Raptors. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't discourage you. It doesn't change yes. anything. You'd find ways. We'd just find yeah. ways. <laughs> That's true. You'd just as the ways. Christian church yeah. did. Or does. And you'd find other Raptor fans. Yes. And go underground. <laughs> to watch a game. <laughs> to watch a game. <laughs> yeah. The illegal streams. And you would bring like other, um, uh, the other team's t-shirt just as a like backup. No, we're really watching, you know, whatever. <laughs> 76ers. Yeah, you'd have all the 29 teams' jerseys <laughs> so that whoever the Raptors plays, that's, yeah. that's what you're going to wear. So <laughs> they can't. They, 
they can't get you. You have all the raptor. You have all the NBA gear except for the raptors. So the 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 NBA police people would be like, "What are you guys watching? Oh, we're just cheering for you know, watching the game." <laughs> cheering for Joel Embiid <laughs> and Ben Simmons that are playing together. <laughs> Um, okay, but, okay. So after taking sort of like that, that sort of like commercial timeout, um, how do you live in a country? How do we live in a country that we are maybe we are not accepted, or even state uh, safe when the state's religion or the spiritual beliefs are not our own? How would you do that? I'm trying to think about, you know, the disciples, if that's how they felt after Jesus' death and resurrection, how they had to just kind of lay low for a little bit. Take account of what people in the past did. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd read up on history, and I'd read up on um, the scriptures and what the disciples did, what the early church did. Um, I'd take... You know, I'd listen to my friends who have had experience in places and countries that are not accepting of the Christian faith and do what they did and um, spread the gospel as fiercely as I can. And if I find myself living in a country that is not accepting of Christianity or Jesus uh, or any religion, I, you know, do the good work that Christ has like told me to do um i go you know underground if i have to and if caught yeah that's no problem no it problem is what it is. It is uh, what you it know is, to yeah. live as christ to die is gain as mm. paul said um yeah. you know it, it would be an honor to die for the gospel like especially now in the days of you know lukewarmness mm. and um complacency i guess in the faith yeah I'd, I'd relish to be in that position. When I think about persecution and dying for Christ, I I don't take it lightly. Like I I um I do struggle with it because let's face it, you know, self preservation and all. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, and 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 I I pray that when that time comes. I know the Holy Spirit will um, empower me to be bold and courageous. Um, and that's always been my prayer because, you know, I, I, would, I, would, love, I would love to say that I would, um, I would die for him. And, and probably I would because there's, you know, he's, he's my God. He's, he's, transformed me he's given me life um so many times in my life where i could have just he could have just let me go and and i would i I would i would be lost but um you know i i i i guess i i do have fears um part of being having anxiety i i like scenarios in my brain just keeps going and going and going but um god has really um the holy spirit has really kind of um has given me peace and i know that when each of us um faces that time in our life where um we would have the honor to die for christ the holy spirit will do the same he will give us peace, just like how he's given that peace to all the other um, Christians that have gone before us and had to make that choice. You know, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I commend people who have that calling. I think it is a calling. Um, some of my friends have given up living in North America to move and to live in these places and it's really such a, it's hard. It's hard. Um, it's also rewarding and fulfilling. Um, and I think those who of us who aren't called to that um, also just like need constant reminders that 
um, as part of the global church, a part of our body is that. Um, And so we need to be more aware of supporting them, praying for them, um, reaching out to the the missionaries there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lonely life. Um, And I think we kind of forget that sometimes um, that we they're a part of our body and and, and mm-hmm. that's something that so when they suffer we suffer, we suffer. and when they um they praise and rejoice and and people being called to to giving their lives to God we can rejoice um yeah so and there's you know as you said there's different parts in a body so mm-hmm. you know you might not be called to mission missionary life um but you are called to support it um, so that that would you know because we we're all attached, yeah. That's right, we're all attached. Care. So, um, yeah, I, I like that very much because it's like you know sometimes I, I I look at people who are in the front lines in the mission fields and I'm like, oh Lord, that would be so awesome. And then like the next minute I'm like, oh I can't handle like the bugs and you know mosquitoes and like going crazy and then i'm like and there's no starbucks there and, and i can't and then like the whole you know i'm talking to the holy spirit and i'm thinking okay so maybe not i can't do that yet and i'm like but i can support it you know i can pray for it or i can support it in, in different ways i would also say that um here in north america persecution looks different Oh well, especially in a secularized mm-hmm. society, you're definitely looked down upon if you're a Christian. Um, obviously, we don't face the same level of persecution and and physical danger, but you still lose friends, you still lose yeah. respect and reputation, and so you lose things and people. Um, so it looks different, but it's it could be as hard. It, you know, like every struggle is validated, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and you're called to something, and that's going to be hard. Yeah. So, I I I I do remember when I start, started working in law firms, that was hard. Um, it it was hard to be. It, it got to a point where I had to really choose to be okay not to be liked mm. because I was a Christian, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, lost friends, too. They were great friends, but it was just, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's I can't go drinking. <laughs> and, well, I, I, I would go usually in the firm parties, but I, I would be the um, designated driver, designated person to make sure everybody got home. I guess what we can say is that right now, separation of church is good. And for the most part, it's been wise. In Canada. And especially where we are in Canada and the States. Um, yeah, because it gives, like, it kind of gives everybody, um, it gives everybody the, the the opportunity to make your own choice, you know? Yeah, and to live in the country of your own choosing, right? And, uh, like, if people want to come to Canada, that's great. There's nothing stopping them. And... Uh, it's great because when you come to Canada, you can practice your own religion and you have the freedom to choose what you want to practice or what mm-hmm. you want to do. And I guess as Christians, we need to uphold that spirit and maybe take that into account when voting the next leaders. Yeah. Uh, who, who's, which leader gives people the best representation i guess like gives the most people the most representation and like who are like are the leaders more in favor of christians or are the leaders more in favor of everyone Mm -hmm. um i guess like that's the type of leader that i'd want to vote for Uh, as christians like just because we don't you know we think that we are pro-life doesn't mean that we should vote for um politicians that have promised mm. to ban abortion mm. right which ones of these give people the most freedom to live as they want to and also like when we say it gives everybody freedom it also gives us freedom to share the gospel mm-hmm. you know yeah and um present that truth to everyone mm-hmm. um i think the one thing um that I think we need to keep in mind is, is that 
with this idea of 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 our religious beliefs and our country's leaders is that the human condition is still alive mm. right uh, it's still there with us people make mistakes people are have selfish ambitions and selfish ends um and just because we we have a leader that that is christian doesn't necessarily make you know um that person um it won't it won't shield them from doing things that perhaps that were in um that in their own best interest that are in their best interest to the detriment of other people mm-hmm. right I, I, like it doesn't right? it yeah it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't shield that away from them especially with the the more power that they have mm. the bigger the target they have the bigger um pull and temptation that's there and i guess that's why you know when we're talking about this idea that you know we need to kind of separate the 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 political and the religious is that why you have why while it's great if you're <laughs> It's great that if you're in that state religion, right? Not so much about, you know, other religions that's there, but that one individual or those people that that run that country that are, you know, in that religion, they still have the condition that all humans have and they can sway mm. and move things and are in power to to move things. Not to say that everybody has that or everybody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? But the temptation is great. It's there, yeah. yeah. Right? And one of, you know, one of the safeguards to that is let's keep them separate. Like don't make a political platform the hill that you die on. Mm. Right? It's, it, to <laughs> me, it, God has used, um, you know, uh, a, a Christianized government in a good way and non-Christianized government. And he... It doesn't make or break his will, mm-hmm. whoever is in in government, mm-hmm. and and so for us, it's it's as Christians, it's it's not something we need to put at the top of our list to mm-hmm. push for and advocate mm-hmm. for. Um, I think we're called to call people. Our focus should be calling people to the kingdom of heaven, yeah. which is another form of government that yeah. is not on this earth. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just my encouragement to everybody that it's not something that we need to mm. focus, laser focus on. Yeah. yeah. Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful and join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.